Russell. I think that I may be the voice of my generation. He's the titular role! In the sense that, you know what I mean? Or at least a voice of a generation. Hello and welcome to Gatekeeping, where we take a deep dive into a pop culture phenomenon and decide if we let it into our metaphorical gate. I'm James. I am Sam. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. What a beautiful day it is. How are we? Yeah, I guess. Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, big news. I've watched The Northman. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I actually loved it, I would say, because um, I don't really like movies that are like dirty and like about the olden times. I don't know what years it's saying, like 600 or something. Uh, a long God, time forever ago. ago. Forever ago. Um, I just think that time should just really be forgotten about. Like we don't need to know about it. Yeah. Uh, but no, I loved it. I mean, Nicole, incredible. Incredible, right? Um, a really intense and I mean, there's a twist sort of with her character that's just so stunningly delivered. Uh, so well executed. Um, and her final scene. Oh, my Ooh. God. Oscars. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, to know now that this performance is like within this Oscars year, I find it actually weird. She's not really in the conversation. Yeah. Um, which you said maybe is because it came out so early in the year. Mm. But I don't know. It seems so odd to me. Like, no, it's such a... But I, I always think back, you know, they say Nicole's never going to win for a weird performance. It's just <laughs> yeah, the truth. You're right. Um, what did you think of my performance in the film? Because as everyone knows, I am the Anya Taylor-Joy of Northcote. Oh. I look exactly like her. I guess mm. mistaken for her on the street all the time. Of so course. What did you think? I thought she was, you were good. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. I, um, what's it, what's the main guy's name? Um, Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. Um, he what a man. Was, I don't know. It doesn't really do it for me. Uh, I, again, I think it's because it's, um, back in the older days. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh God. All the violence. I mean, <laughs> it's not like an old person. All but the violence. All the violence. But, it, you know, it was very brutal back then. I loved uh, it. Yeah. I mean, the action scenes are re- very well done. Mm. I, I didn't really know it was kind of like an epic. Mm. Like, it is this really well, it's big. What Hamlet is based on. Like the, It's based on the Northmen. No, yeah. So, like, the initial, like, Nordic folktale. It's is, a folktale? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are you familiar with Hamlet? By William Shakespeare. Yeah, I haven't read it <laughs> um, or seen it. Um, I know Macbeth. Okay, that's, well, that's sort of my one. Not and Romeo Macbeth. and Juliet. Um, okay, that's it. Okay, okay. So Hamlet's based on the Northmen. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Right. Gotta gotta read up on your Shakespeare. No, it won't be. Yeah. When's our Shakespeare episode? Oh, don't. Gatekeeping I Shakespeare. We should do a mini series. <laughs> Yeah, good idea. No, let me say not getting in the gate. Oh, Sammy, Sammy. That fraud. Wasn't he gay, maybe? No, he was married to Anne Hathaway, star of Les Mis. <laughs> I thought he might have been gay. I don't know. Or maybe that... Or maybe I'm thinking of, like, Shakespeare in Love, where it's like, maybe he didn't write the plays. Yeah, there's very... There's, and like, a lot of conspiracy that maybe Shakespeare didn't write everything. And yeah. Yeah. yeah but it was Anne? No. I think there's that conspiracy, but then there's also, like, a... I don't know conspiracy it's it's a lot there's something here to put a pin in this yeah we're gonna we're gonna come back put a pin in this yeah um my other um huge well actually you talk about the you you saw it oh i saw um do the right thing by spike lee yes um i've never seen it actually it is maybe a perfect film right kind of like i don't know what i was expecting but it was just fucking awesome that's kind of his like breakout film right yeah i believe so like just can't even like it 
so well done. And Acme um, is doing like a summer series where it's like yeah. movies about like summer and okay. and the way that like it just captured like the heat, the stress and anxiety of like summer and then like tied it in with like, you know, race relations and like New York City. It was just like so good. <laughs> it um was hugely it was huge at the time, right? Yeah. It won a lot of awards. Uh, no, it was only... I mean, I think it won a lot, but it was only nominated for two Oscars. Oh, which, right. Which um, I don't think it won either of them. But, yeah, just, like, a big, um, really important film. Yeah. I, I haven't seen many Spike Lee movies. I've seen Black Klansman, mm-hmm. um, which I loved. I thought it was mm-hmm. great. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. It's really good. Yeah. Um, really... I, I didn't know his style was like that. Um but yeah, really, really cool and modern, and um, mm. yeah, I will be watching. I would definitely recommend um, um, do the right thing. It's yeah, really strong. Okay, really strong. Um, and the main event from this week, Boy uh, Genius announced that they're doing an album. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, um, for the uh, yeah, for the alt girls, I guess that's huge, uh, right? Big day, big day yeah. for West James Nation. I mean, they've been teasing it for a while. Like, really? Um, I mean, they hadn't been teasing it, but like they'd been like leaked photos from like they were doing a photo shoot of like um. So for those who don't know, um, Boy Genius is a girl band. Um, with a girl band. Bridges. It's just called a band, James. <sighs> It's 2023. It is. Um, <laughs> um, women can have bands. Women can have bands. Um, sorry, it's a band. Phoebe Bridges, uh, Lucy Dacus, and Julian Baker. Mm. Um, three indie girls, indie sad girl queens. Yep. Um, they released an EP a few years ago. And um, yeah, so they're doing this album. And it's bringing them back together and they released three tracks off it and yeah. it's just phenomenal. Did you, you like the tracks? I really liked it. I listened to them actually. Yeah. Because all the like, all the um, gays of a certain type were talking about it. Um, <laughs> and what type would that be? It's somewhere? your type. Um, <laughs> it's your type. Uh, yeah, that would be a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> a bit of fun. I don't know. It's like, are, you, are you a Phoebe Bridges girl? Not really. No, I, okay. I know motion sickness. Yeah, okay. Uh, I've listened to Punisher, I'm sure, at some point. <laughs> but uh, it's just cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, unfortunately, am a Phoebe Bridges girl. I know. In the way that I have two Phoebe Bridges tattoos. I know. Well, she's uh, actually an enemy of Ireland currently. Oh, yes. Uh, the current bre- um, Paul Mescal of it all. Yeah. I think they are broken up. <sighs> yeah. Because she said sad they're not, not engaged. And there was a rumor that they yeah. she's not currently. Yeah. Um, Very sad day. Yeah. Sad for him. Yeah. My fave. Oh, uh, I love but, that man. Uh, no, sorry. The real main event the real main of event. the week was that I finally saw Tar. Finally. Um, at the Cinema Nova advert screening on Thursday, Where which every was... Every homosexual in Melbourne was, I fear. It was an umfest. It was quite shocking. Um, everywhere you turn. Uh, I'm was... kind of sad because, like, obviously I saw it while I was away, so I got to see it before everyone. But... <laughs> I, it would have been nice to see it with community. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. Um, yeah. Um, so, Tara. What a film. <laughs> I mean, I've spoken at length about how it was probably my favourite film of last year. So, I'm going to yeah. let you... I mean, I... Look, it's it's odd. It's, it's such a um, complicated movie. I mean, you're watching it and it's like... It takes a, it, it. It's not easy. It doesn't sort of tell you what its point of view is. No. I, and and you know you can have an interpretation of it, but there there is so much that it could be saying. Mm-hmm. 
I enjoyed it. Okay. I've been thinking about it a lot since I watched it and kind of what, what, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, it really it, got under my it skin. It really sort stays of. with you. And I yeah. think, I, cause obviously I had a bit more time to kind of gestate over it before I spoke about it with you. Yeah. I think it's one of those ones that you really sit with and you kind of have to take it in and like, it's not something that you come out immediately, come out immediately of and be like, this is my thoughts. It's one that you need to take a bit of time to like really yeah. grasp, I think. It it did, like, it's so, I mean, it's a movie that is about like control and ego and- yeah. Well, for, it's really control, right? Like, mm-hmm. she is someone who needs to control everything. You know, mm-hmm. she is a conductor and exactly. she manipulates everyone in her life. And she she is considered this genius. Mm-hmm. But is she? Like... Yeah. I mean, I think... I mean, clearly she, she is in the film. But then when, when she's kind of stripped of status and access to this world that she's a huge player in Mm -hmm. like is she a genius yeah i don't know um and i was really kind of haunted by the end i mean that ending not we're not gonna spoil it but no um perfect i thought because it was kind of like you you think it's gonna be obviously one thing and you're like what's going on here and then the kind of reveal yeah it's like fucking perfect it's funny because she's not a sympathetic character by any means no she's and and you know the discourse around the film which i i've avoided until now because i wanted to see the film and then see what people were saying Mm -hmm. and you know i'm reading letterbox reviews of people who who say like oh it's it's not like are we supposed to sympathize with lydia tar the film doesn't even tell you if she did what She's accused of. Exactly, that's the point. Which is such an insane... I, I think this movie, it comes at such a uh, fraught time in the culture. Exactly. Uh, no, because I think, obviously, media literacy is at an all-time low. And it's yeah. dealing with, you know, she's she's playing a lesbian woman who is accused of um, something well, it's that... It's not really said what she's accused of. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like... some kind of sexual misconduct, really. Yeah. Um, and you don't know if she did it. You don't know what she did, as mm-hmm. you said. Um, and she's the protagonist. And I think it's it's hard for people to... to it seems to be hard for some people to reckon with... Like, the uncertainty and, like, the the fact that it's not saying what... Like, it's yeah. you've got to join your own dots and come to your own conclusion. Yeah. Because, like... Yeah, and I don't not- know how anyone could watch this movie and and think you're supposed to think she is a good person. Or- oh, I did. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, you see how her actions cause the destruction of her life. Literally, that is what the movie is about. Um, and you see that she's an egomaniac, and she is she's not a good person. No, I mean, like, I think <laughs> the thing that really like cinched it for me is, I mean, it's been spoken about at length, but um, I'm Petra's father. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Like, like, she's insane. (laughs) She is insane. But I found it so incredible. I I mean, there's the scene towards the beginning where um, it's, she's in a, uh, she's lecturing at... uh, Juilliard. Juilliard. Yeah. And she's going on this 
this huge monologue. It's all shot in one take. It looks incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Um, and she's talking about uh, identity I mean, politics and yeah, um, and and how you know in classical music it's dominated by. Um, composers who were like white, old white men, yeah, 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 who were like quote unquote problematic, yeah. And what about Beethoven? <laughs> you like and, him? <laughs> and this is of course the scene where the screenshots going around of, of the student who's saying like as a as a bipoc pangender whatever, yeah. Which for one, that sentence did read a bit false to me because it's like, well, people don't actually speak like that. It did seem like a bit of a. This is for the movie to set up kind of almost a straw man for Lydia Tarr to rail against. I, I mean. I don't entirely agree with that. I think that <laughs> I find it quite implausible that a student at Juilliard is just having these really basic opinions of like, oh, he's a white man, so I'm not. I, I mean, yes, this this school of thought exists, but it you know even this sentence as a bipoc pangender whatever it's it's in the movie for for the audience to be like that's ridiculous sort of thing. Like but then like I you- think that people do speak like that though, and I think that people have that kind of mindset, and it's very I don't know. I mean, as two white people talking about it, it's <laughs> like I can't. Yeah. But- well, no, I just, just uh, but but anyway, that anyway, scene. Yeah. If you take that as, I mean. I think it's pretty clear. Uh, she goes on the star show about like, oh, it doesn't matter. No. Because, because their identity doesn't, doesn't matter with the work. I mean, the, the film is looking at this, you know, art from the artist question, but, but not in that kind of yeah. tired way. But you look at that scene, it's shot in one take. She commands the room. She commands the film. It's oh. all on her. The camera moves with her. But, but then the, the rest of the film deconstructs that and I think to take that scene as the point of view of the film is incorrect because oh, exactly it's it's it literally spends the rest of the film looking at Lydia Tarr as the um the person who's representing this point of view and she holds these western um you know western music and, yeah. and all of that that is where she's powerful and she holds that as sort of the number one exactly and then yeah the rest of the film is, is sort of deconstructing that and and her place within that and mm-hmm. um yeah and you know the ending is so because she also has this thing of she has um she spent time with like what tribes in yeah and she's kind of done this work like not a phd but she's she's yeah, studied she's done, like investigative like music like learning and investigative yeah. mu- music learning, incredible, yeah, incredible. But you know, she's like, she's only she's using like, that quote unquote done the work. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know, she's using that work to then kind of say, but like this is why the Western um, music is better, or like more. yeah, she's she's only using this work to kind of bolster her position within this Western hierarchy. Yeah, it's getting exactly. deep on game today. Yeah. <laughs> and then the ending is so interesting because of where she ends up which is vague anyway mm. um and it seems like she might be doing the same thing again exactly. uh yeah it's fascinating it's a really fascinating piece <laughs> and, and it, i believe it it's i think it comes out properly uh, this week thursday i'll be yeah. seated um <laughs> i'm gonna give it some time before i see it again because mm. it's so I, I i don't know i just i do want to spend some time just thinking yeah literally <laughs> i don't know i found it and, and to finish my point about do you feel are you supposed to sympathize with Lydia Tarr I think you know what the ending I said it has haunted me because you I did feel sorry for her in the way that she you're seeing this woman who who can't give up control and 
she is still in a position where she is controlling people clearly. Mm -hmm. And she's just clearly just going to repeat this cycle and she's kind of doomed. Exactly. Well, I, that's kind of what I took from that it. That was your reading, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking... It's a really... It's a head fuck. And <laughs> yeah. I'm very... I'm very kind of excited to go see it again and mm. take... Going in knowing what I know to really think about it and yeah. discuss it with... I think because I'm going with some friends who don't really know much about it, right. aside from the fact that I've been talking sh- about TARP <laughs> since it was announced. Yeah. Um, so, it's yeah, I'm very... It's just one of those fucking films that, like, sits with you. Yeah. And that's what Todd Field is. Have you seen... Um, I haven't Todd, seen any of oh, his other stuff, no. His other films are, like, very the same. They get in your head and you think about them. Right. And, like, yeah, I do want to watch them. And you know what? I didn't think I would even like TARP because of... I think it was very different to what I expected it yeah, to be. It's and really I think funny. That's, it's fucking yeah. hilarious. It's, it's a comedy. Yeah, no, no, it is. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the fashion. Oh my oh. God. Her fashion. I know that. I, I'm growing my hair out at the moment and hopefully by <laughs> Halloween my hair will be long enough that I can go as Lydia <laughs> So who would I be from the film? Oh, the God. wife. The wife. Nina Haas. Oh, what a woman. <laughs> I want a surprise Nina Hulse nomination on Oscars morning on Tuesday. Kate's going to get the Oscar right. It's all but certain. Well, hey? I don't know. That's the thing. You look at this year and it's like. It could be a surprise. It could be a Michelle. Yo, not Williams. Yeah, it's probably and between the two of them. It's definitely between the two of them. And I yeah. think it's a, it comes down to like the, the fact that. Michelle Yeoh is doing, has done incredible work in everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once. She anchors that film, and you know yeah. this is probably and an Oscar that is a reflection of a career. Yeah, and that's that- I would happily see it go to either one of these yeah. women. But then you look at Kate, and it's like this is the role of a lifetime, really. For sure, I think it's yeah. maybe her best role. That I would or say Carol so. or yeah, like I did rewatch Blue Jasmine last night because. Um, because you love Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Huge Woody. And Louis C.K., of course. Oh, of the course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and she's stunning in that. But then you look at that and it's, um, you know, she's like playing a mentally ill woman who's yeah. having a breakdown. So, yeah. yeah, it's kind of, her performance is stunning, but the film itself that it lives in is like, um, we've seen it. It's, it's all, a street kind of desire. Sorry. It's literally a street kind Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a formula that it's following. But, th- but then Ty, you know, even something like Best Director... I would love to see um, because Tuffield, yeah, because it is just masterful in the way it, it gives you. Have you read the screenplay, Vitar? It's why the fuck would I, I read know, the screenplay? I don't you know. You read the screenplay? Yeah, I have because it was um, circulating. <laughs> oh God, I read it after the film, obviously. It's like seventy pages long. It's so oh, and interesting. It's, okay, and it's, it's like yes, it's, it's so interesting. I would recommend reading it. Yeah. Um, after you've seen the film, um, but yeah, it's so. I just I haven't really been to a, see a film that's impacted me and stayed with me in such yeah. a way like this one has. So. Yeah. Mm. I will be seeing it again at some point. I do want to see Babylon actually. I have oh, to get around that. to that. I'm, I want to sit with Babylon again because <laughs> I kind of came out of that and it was just like, what the fuck? Right. But, um, the more that I think about Babylon, the more that I'm kind of on the upswing of it. Okay. So okay. It's, yeah. As good as Tar. 
Oh, certainly not. <laughs> certainly not. Certainly not. Um, well, anyway, we're here to talk about another masterpiece. Another masterpiece that really um, stays with you. It challenges yep. what you think. Um, it mm-hmm. dives into personality. It dives into cultural exchange. No, it's a piece. There's um, performances of a lifetime. Oh, oh many. Film. It's a piece about traditional values. Yes, the marriage. old versus the new. Yes. It's... it's Asking big questions. We're talking about Sex in the, the City, city too. 2. Uh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, ooh, changed it all. Oh, changed Kill, it Killed all. the franchise. Oh, um, yeah. It really... Do you remember the first time you watched it? Yes, I saw it with my mother. At the cinemas? No. Oh, okay. Because when did it come out? 2012? Yeah, around then. 2011, yeah, 2012. So yeah. I remember, yeah. I think it was my mum let me watch it with her, <laughs> not at the cinema. I didn't, no, because I remember because she was like, "I'm gonna go see it first, and then I'll let I'll see if it's like appropriate <laughs> for you to watch at age 13." And she said, "Yes." I was like really mature of my own. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't see it until a few years ago, actually. Oh. Um, I was late to the game Sex and the City fan. Oh, which yeah. you, I don't know. You watched it when you were 13. I watched Sex and the City with my mum when I was younger. Like, that's sweet. I don't know if that was appropriate, but, you know. <laughs> she, and that's probably why you are the way you are today. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and, and what did you think when you were 13 watching this oh, movie? Just, uh, lots of pretty colours. It is, yeah. Lots of um, gorgeous gowns. Um funny quotes mm. it's very um it's a very colorful movie it's very um, colorful i mean they don't make them like this anymore no they really. don't it's um so i mean sex in the city one i don't think it's that bad i don't mind no, it it's, it's it's a pretty serviceable kind yeah. of rom commy type thing yeah. um it is like a big jump from the series in that it becomes what Sex and Sex and City Two is kind of yeah. all, which is like this wealth porn and wish fulfillment, melodrama and, kind of, yeah, just like big swings that are like, yeah. Again, what have you done with is, my women? Yeah, <laughs> Sex and City One is again slow because I think it takes about an hour, an hour and a half until the big wedding moment happens, yeah. uh, but it's still got, you know, it's very much like the girls are back together. Like yep. it's fun. Yeah. Um, you're, you're tying off a few, st- actually, you know what? I hated the Miranda storyline in the first movie. Uh, I just found <sighs> they it unrealistic. Need to stop doing Miranda dirty. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. A self-proclaimed Miranda. Yeah. And proclaimed so by many others. <laughs> yes. It is very true. Isn't it? They need to stop doing my girl dirty. Yeah. But so, sure. So I'm mean, well, talking about doing her dirty sex and C2, her storyline. Well, let's look, let's start at the beginning. The opening we see for the first time, well, Carrie arrives in New York City. Uh, I have a bone to pick with this. Okay, here we go. Okay. So they go through, so it's like Carrie's like walking around, giving a narration, being like, yes. this was New York City, BC, BC before, before Carrie. Carrie. <laughs> and um, the, the prologue or like the flashback that they present in Sex and the City 2. You mean where it's like 1980s? Mm-hmm. Yep. Goes directly against the work set up in the Carrie Diaries. <laughs> oh, really? I haven't actually seen the Carrie Diaries. I have seen the Carrie Diaries. I have read the Carrie Diaries. You've read the Diaries. Okay. <laughs> I've read the Diaries. Is um, a, so, when did the Carrie Diaries come out? Before the movie? I after? think the Carrie Diaries came out after the movie, the TV show, but the book came out before. 
Okay. I know. Obviously, right. like, Second City doesn't follow the, the book. Yes. Like, so, who wrote the Carrie Diaries? Uh, Candace Bushnell. Right. Yeah. Well, you know. So, it's canon. Um, one, well, I think Michael Patrick King, one thing about him, he's going to um, just be a control. Do shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But no. So, no, just, this is mine. This is mine. This is mine. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, like, I don't particularly, I'm not, it's not that deep, but I was just like. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing how they met, which is, like, something no one ever asked for. Yeah. But she met um, Charlotte on the subway. After she met a man Miranda- flashed them. Sorry? After a man flashed them both yes, on the subway. Yes, she met Miranda at Bloomingdale's when she was crying in the change rooms. Yes. Which is already, like, oh, what a pathetic... <laughs> Sad, pathetic woman. And, like, her flashback is she's, like, in this ugly suit. And yeah. she's got, like, this weird bowl cut haircut. And she's, like, carrying all these papers and, like, falling everywhere. I think this was foreshadowing to her being queer in yeah. her just like that. Because mm-hmm. she looks very queer very in this queer. moment. And then she met Samantha at a bar. The CBGBs. Um, Yes, Important. which is like I'm looking. I'm like, oh, so well. One of like no one meets people like that, do they? I don't know. Like it was she the just 80s. it was a different time. She just ran into them, the three of them. Yeah, like they weren't connected in friendship circles or anyway. Like they, she fully just ran into them, and then I guess Carrie put them all together. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. It yeah. just seems really odd to me. Mm. Um, and then we see. A f- they, you sort of get a bit of a fake out. You think Samantha is getting married. Do you remember? Yeah, because they, like, they, the, they go to the the jewelry um, store. The jewelry store, and they're like, "I never thought I'd see the day hell's frozen over." Yeah. this is crazy. And Samantha's like, uh, "Well, well." And then we have the reveal that Stanford and Anthony, her best gay friend, is marrying my best gay Anthony, friend. Anthony, his name? Yeah, Stanford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah it's. I mean, which, again, all we have as reference to this is that they kissed on New Year's Eve in the first movie, despite hardly ever interacting throughout the series. Mm-hmm. They just kind of throw it in and be like, yep, they're getting married because there are two gay characters. Yep. Um, and then, Samantha's there, she's like, they were the last two standing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very off. It's very yeah. off. Um and then we get to the gay wedding. Um, the gay wedding. Oh, the, the gay, gay wedding. wedding. Let's change. talk about the gay fucking wedding. Sino, by the way, huge issue. You can't watch Sex and the City 2 in its original aspect ratio on streaming <gasps> services. Oh, really? So if anyone's uh, involved is listening, mm-hmm. um, we only get a cropped version. Okay. Um, so... I would like to see the full frame film, yeah. please. That's mm-hmm. what I have it on DVD. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, well, fine. It's yeah. fine then. I'll okay, be coming over. Well, no, I'll get bring the DVD. I don't watch it when I watch it on your TV. Um, <laughs> your horrible TV. My horrible TV. I need a Mr. Big to buy me a TV. That's what I do. <laughs> a state of the art flat screen. <laughs> um, so we're at the gay wedding. Carrie's outfit. Um, uh, she's she's. She's wearing the suit. She's got the demonic headpiece. Ah, a little tiara. It seems like she's going to um, cast some sort of spell on the wedding. Is Literally. The she gives off, she's, right? She's cunty. And she also... Um, exclusive... I mean, the opening, they're all referring to it as a gay wedding. Yeah. And, and then she's she, like, it's not a gay wedding. And then they walk in. Well, no, they're all talking about it as a gay wedding, but then... Big refers to it as a gay wedding and she tells him off for it. Yeah. She's like, it's not just a gay wedding. It's a wedding. Like, it's normal. Normal. And yeah, then they walk into yeah. this fucking... Extravaganza. Extravaganza. Eleganza. Yes, God. Yeah, we've got the swans. We have the swans. We have the gay men's chorus. Yeah. Singing, oh God, yeah. if ever I would leave you, yep. till there was you, sunrise, sunset. Mm. 
It's a lot. It's a lot. And but then Samantha walks in with a dog in her pur- purse, yes. and she's like, "What's one more little bitch at a gay wedding?" It's um. <laughs> I mean, so we get a lot of. Um, this is just the opening bits, but yeah. this scene, the scenes at the gay wedding, set up the whole movie just yeah. from the little conversations they have because. Yeah. Um, we have Anthony says he's allowed to cheat. Yes, which Charlotte doesn't understand, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's the- very interesting though because this was pre um, marriage equality across the United States said so that he was only allowed to cheat in the States when marriage They're isn't legal, which yes. is so funny. Um, yeah. So it's, and we're getting like, they're all discussing marriage and relationships and Charlotte's being like, Oh, marriage is like men and women. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever. And then there's also, um, when Carrie and Big run into, um, <gasps> A fan of hers. Played by Kelly O'Hara. Tony winner Kelly O'Hara. Here we go. Um, I just wanted to mention also because there's two... uh, Broadway cameos, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just Kelly get out the way now. And yeah. we have Norm Lewis as one of the gay guys that Samantha's talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, the casting was done by Telsey Casting, which is like a big Broadway casting <laughs> agent. So I was like, ooh, they got Tony Winner Kelly O'Hara. <laughs> anyway. That's my mother. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, she runs into a fan who just looks She's at like, Carrie and being like they're disgusting because they don't want to have kids yeah, literally. she's like disturbed it's so funny because she's like I love you I am you like uh, our lives are married and then she's like oh I, I'm pregnant well I'm not pregnant we've got a story again yeah. and then Carrie's like oh I don't want to have kids and she's like what oh she's like fully cuts off the conversation she's like well Yuck. you have a good night <laughs> I'm like oh my god it's shocking Kelly. And, and then of course at the wedding well, there's one guest who is... It's Liza Minnelli. They... The way that... They bring this woman in. Yeah. They're like, how much gay could this wedding get? And then, oh my God, look who's marrying them. Liza Minnelli. I want to know um, <laughs> how this happened. I guess... I mean... The- I want to know how it happened in... Number one, in like the production and how they got Liza involved. Yeah. I also want to know the logistics of how they got Liza Minnelli to officiate their wedding in the Sex and the City universe. That's what I'm more interested in. Yeah, that's true. And I figured it was like just money. Like they paid yeah. her shitload. I mean, they must have a lot of money considering the fucking the wedding the itself. Wedding itself. What do they do again? Anthony's, uh, Anthony's a wedding planner. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not sure what Stanford does. Mm, um, but I imagine like MPK Michael Patrick King, yeah. the director. Yeah. I imagine he, like, ran into Liza at a party and, like, forced her to do it. Oh, literally. I mean, this movie in general is, like, what happens when you give um, a cokehead, psychotic gay man... Too much money. Too much money. And too much free reign to do whatever free the fuck he wants. Yeah, I mean, it's the sort of... I feel like this is the sort of um, blank check. I think they gave him MPK a blank check. They're like, Sex and City 1 did pretty well. <laughs> Go for your fucking life. He spent half the budget on coke. <laughs> Literally. Um, and it's... I feel like it's one of the last movies before, like, the studios were like, okay, we've got to read it in. This, this was one of the ones where they were like, no more of this. <laughs> no more of this. Get the fag off the TV. Because I M- am not watching that. MPK kind of ruined it for everyone. He uh, threw a grenade into this, the Sex and the City legacy. Like, like, truly. Did, did. I mean, this movie still made a profit somehow. Oh. Um, because, because, I mean, it's interesting because for me as a Sex and the City fan, mm-hmm. it's, I don't, 
it, for me, whatever they put out, I'm going to watch. Oh, absolutely. It's it's undeniable. Like, and just like that was terrible. But, you know, I'm watching well, every episode. Everyone's like surprised that and just like that was terrible. And I'm like, <laughs> we do knew. you remember Sex and City 2? <laughs> we knew. But, but I was surprised. Well, look, I wasn't surprised in the direction it went because just knowing who these people, who the creative team are, yeah. you know, they're going to like want to explore non-binary and <laughs> like all of this shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, MPK's a mad genius. Oh, uh, he's incredible. He's incredible. Um, anyway, Liza marries them. She then sings single, single ladies. ladies, which is shocking. <laughs> I'm not going to do a Liza impression. <laughs> it's, um, she looks, she looks like, I feel like Liza looks like she's not there. Oh, she's dead behind the eyes. She's like, let me get this check. I'm getting paid. No, I mean, physically, it's like she looks like she's CGI. <laughs> like, when she's dancing, I I initially thought, like, oh, she's, like, digital. Is somehow. that a body double? Yeah, I don't know. It looked really weird. Interesting. Um, and then, yeah, so we have the big weaning with Liza. Um, and then Miranda... Start. She's like having. She's like can't go dance because she's like texting on her phone to her shit boss and she complains about that. Yes. All. But this is sort of where I mean Miranda's plotline throughout the whole movie is just kind of spitting out one liners. Yeah, literally. Which, she was probably the most underdeveloped character in the whole film. For sure. Which is, and, and this starts at the wedding when she's like, when there's this much gay energy in one place, lies and manifests. <laughs> um, and that's kind of all. Like, and then she says about um, Spanx. Oh yeah, because ha- um, Helen, one of the sex and city girls, Helen. Um, <laughs> who's Helen? Who's Helen? Samantha. Who's <laughs> Helen? Helen Jones. <laughs> <laughs> They need a, a woman named Helen in Sex and the City is my Because opinion. Samantha has tricked her body because she's like on all these hormones and yes. pills and whatever. I think she said that she's doing 40 pills a day. Um, <laughs> was on these hormones to yep. like trick her body in, into like not going through menopause. Yes. And Miranda, sassy little woman that she is, she's oh, like, yeah. I've tricked my body into thinking it's skinny. Thanks. <laughs> and um, Cynthia Nixon's doing this kind of lisp throughout the movie as well, which is a, a bold. Well, Cynthia Nixon is a, a, probably the best actress out of all of them, esteemed. Well, there's. Look, we'll get into the acting, but I think everyone is incredible in this. Oh, I mean, just like in general. <laughs> yes. So she's making lots of artistic choices. That's you know, true. She's developed a list. And- of, of everyone's kind of um, post-Sex in the City work, I think, well, Cynthia, of course, has had the most interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she's she's one who's actually seems to be like interested in the craft of acting. Yeah, she's <laughs> Not to put like, too much uh, on the others. done a lot. She's won a few Tonys. She has, yeah. Yeah, she's, she started in theatre. She has a... Yeah, like, she's a mother. Yeah. Um, and then... And then we're back home in New York, mm-hmm. um, and Carrie wants. Oh, we have to talk about um, while they were away. Mm. So um, at the at this wedding in Connecticut, um, they're in between Charlotte's <clears throat> room and Samantha's room, mm. and obviously, it's a lot of noise. Happening. A lot of noise happening. Charlotte's yeah. got her two babies crying and yeah. being loud, and then Samantha's in the room next door, fucking this guy screaming. There's a there's a sort of um, match cut almost, which is um, shocking. Where it's we go from a, I think it, it goes from the baby screaming to no, no, Samantha, no, Samantha or the other sex, way. Yeah, to Samantha's sex noise to then the baby screaming, and it draws like this equivalence between the two noises, which is very dark. Yeah, I don't know. It's like oh. and then we got the sassy one liner from Carrie where Big's like, I don't know what's worse, the baby or Samantha. 
the baby. Sam- the baby. Samantha, Samantha will tire. No, no, the other way. The baby. Oh, yeah. Samantha's worse because the baby will tire and go yeah. to sleep eventually. And then, you know, they watch a black and white movie. And they have a little moment on the couch in the bed, yeah. watching TV in the bed. It's really cute. And then we go back to New York mm-hmm. and Carrie's wanting to go out, but Big wants to stay in. Yeah. Which I, I mean, the scene, I, I love the scene actually when she comes out in the dress, Big's yeah. on the couch reading the paper and she's like, I want to go out to dinner. And she, and she's like, oh, okay. And then she just sits there and she can't think of one single thing to do in her own home. Yeah. Like she just sits there holding the pillow and she's like, get your shoes off the couch. Yeah. Because she can't, she's such a... I mean, Carrie obviously has the one brain cell. Yeah. But I just, I'm like, what does this woman even do in her house? I guess nothing because she's always out. Right? Um, but anyway, we get this thing of like big ones to stay in, Carrie wants to go out. And yeah. then they go to this film premiere where we get the Miley Cyrus cameo. Miley Cyrus cameo where she's wearing the same dress as Samantha. The first of many cameos. Well, I think that's maybe like the third of many cameos. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're getting them all throughout the film. Um, They pulled out the big guns. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then we also get um, one of my favorite moments, which is um, Miranda's of course, struggling to um, fit in work and everything. She quits her job. Yeah. So she can see Brady at the science. Is it the science fair? The science fair. In class. His class. Yeah. Um, And the teacher's played by, I, f- I thought you would know. The teacher's played by someone who's famous. I no, you don't know. This. She was in Orange is the New Black. Um, uh, I can't remember her name. But uh. it's, I don't think... Yeah. Um, but no, Brady actually wins um, first prize, which is... For he, his... For his rat, rat in a maze or something. Rat in a maze. Uh. <laughs> I, um, and I'm really interested in the science for just the caliber of entrance because we get an honorable mention for... Um, uh, a, a girl's um, piece, <laughs> a girl's piece, which yeah. is called "What Is Static Electricity." So she gets an honorable mention. Interesting. Which Good for at, her. At first, I heard that, and I was like, "Oh, that's hilarious!" But mm-hmm. then I was like, "You know what? I don't actually know what static electricity is." Well, do you know? I don't. It's like I know that it's like it makes your hair go up, like when you put a balloon <laughs> on your head, and it like. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to see this actually. Um, so. So, uh, yeah, if anyone knows what static electricity is, please let us know. <laughs> and then there's also an entry in the background, which just the title of it is Lava Lamp. Lava. Um, so, so I don't know about like the competition in terms mm. of Brady's. Well, you have to remember it's like third graders. So it's not um, the most high tech. The most advanced science yeah, we've no, ever seen. No. But do you think Brady's... Brady's thing is just the rat can make its way through the maze? Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> I don't know. I just found it curious. I think we should have spent more time at the science fair, really, going through it. Yeah, really to get in, like, what... Less time at the wedding, more time at the science fair. Because <laughs> you know that the audience in Sex in the City, too, needed some... Science. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, well, congrats to Brady, who won first prize. Um, Charlotte's... Struggling with the nanny. Well, she's struggling raising the kids. Struggling right? raising these fucking demonic... Actually, you know what? Lily's not too bad, but... I love Lily. Lily's fine. Fucking Rose. Get... Oh, that Rose. That foul woman. <laughs> that foul woman, Rose. Lily has a great role in the first movie, but she really takes a backseat this uh, one. Yeah, yeah. literally. Um, <laughs> I, so I, I want to talk about a brilliant scene, which is um, 
when Charlotte's at home and she's on the phone with Carrie and she's like baking cupcakes and uh, is it Rose is crying, Rose Lily's is crying. like painting, she's painting red, and Charlotte's just juggling it all. Yeah, she starts crying. She locks herself in the pantry and because she's crying. Lily comes up, so she's on the phone to Charlotte and uh, uh, onto Carrie, and Lily's like painting, and Lily's not getting any attention. But she's like, "Mommy, mommy, look at me." Her hands are covered in red paint, and she smacks Splat. her on the bum, Splat. and she's like. It's it was I, a Valentino skirt, so a white Valentino skirt that she just went. This poof. moment in the pantry, I She's think crying. incredible acting. Oh, I was like an Oscar. An Oscar. An Oscar. Don't you think? An I Oscar. found it so. It was, like, yeah. The cry, it's like such an ugly cry. Yeah. And she's just reached her breaking she's, point. Yeah. I thought it was very moving. I don't know what you and thought. And then the gorgeous nanny comes in and saves the day. Yes. The Irish nanny. Yeah. Um, Erin Gobralis. <laughs> yes. No, I thought it was incredible work. Yeah. Um, really grounding moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Samantha's. Um, in her Times Square office, uh, which is curious, even logistically, yeah, because from where, <laughs> as somebody like as from some when he's been there, yeah, brag, yeah, I'm like <laughs> from a native New Yorker. That would be in the Eminem building, <laughs> legit. Like no, it wouldn't. Where, yeah, because it like looks into the square, and like how high it is, it's not very high, so it would have to be in like. The M M&M and building. So Samantha's <laughs> office, which is in the M M&M and M building. Um, I mean, she would kind of relate to the green M M&M, and M. I think. Yeah, literally. Before trans- she was stripped of her shoes. Yes, yes. Um, and she's at work, and I was looking at her work computer, which just has a bunch of unsent emails. Like they're already typed up on the screen. And they're just sitting like in a bunch of tabs, like wow. open, which is obviously what everyone does at work. We ha- we open it, like, just a bunch of yeah. emails, type them out, leave them on the screen, yeah. and then do other things, right? Yeah. Um, so she's very busy. Um, and then where do they go after that? Well, she gets the call from Smith Jared. Yeah, and that's when they go to the movie premiere. Yes. Which we've discussed already. Yes. And, and then. then- um, because this film was shot in Abu Dhabi, um, Samantha meets the producers and mm-hmm. basically they're just like, we're going to give you a trip to Abu Dhabi <laughs> so we can discuss business. All expenses paid. You're going to fly on our flights. Yep. And then Samantha's like, well, of course. And they but go to I brunch. have to bring my three girlfriends. <laughs> they go to brunch. They're all going. Yeah. Miranda's unemployed. So she's, she's just having a good time. She's in straight away. <laughs> um, and then Charlotte needs a break from the kids. So yeah. she's going. Carrie is having marriage trouble. Mm. So she's there. Um and Miranda, of course, well, well, so then they're on the plane. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they're going. Yeah. And also, so I feel like the selling, well, all the marketing and everything of Sex and the City 2, the concept even is just like the girls go to Abu Dhabi. But it doesn't happen until maybe an hour, an hour and a half here. Yeah, right? literally. Which again, MPK, he's, he's going to really- Incredible pacing skills. Incredible pacing. Really. He's going to take his time, really set up every domino. Yeah, literally. Um, in such a crafted way. The master, it's the, watching the master at work. Oh, literally. Um, so they get on the plane, Carrie's wearing- the this most obnoxious hat. <laughs> it's like a wicker basket almost. Oh, literally. On her head. And she says to the um the flight attendant, I love she- your hat. 
And the flight attendant just says thanks. Yeah. So which I think Carrie was, of course, like fishing for a compliment. Yeah. She's saying, I love your hat. And, and she's wearing the ridiculous hat. Yeah. So, but the flight attendant doesn't take the bait. She just says thanks. <laughs> she just says thanks. Um, but they're in they're in business. Miranda's been studying. Oh, of course. Because um, she's she, got nothing else to do. Yeah, she's got nothing. And it's, I actually thought it was a very Miranda trait in that yeah. she would be the one to really. She's got the Lonely Planet book. She's been like learning the, books, the, language. the language. She's the got the customs yeah. and everything. Um, they um, get to the hotel, gorgeous hotel. There's the Australian soccer team there. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> Which is again a plot line that doesn't go anywhere. No, really. Because you think she's gonna, Samantha's gonna. Fly. No, it kind of does because she's like, when they go through the airport, they confiscate all of her hormones and yes. pills and stuff. So, but how so, does that relate to the soccer team? Well, because she sees the soccer team at the pool and she's like, oh, I can't feel anything in my vagina. I'm going through menopause. I don't know. It just seems like a thread that I really needed to be tied off in more of a sense. Look, maybe there's a scene in the cutting room floor. No, it does. It does. Because it, she's like, she, all these hot men come into the pool <laughs> yeah. and she's like talking about, you know. How yeah, she can't fuck them. Yeah, exactly. So it's showing that she's going through menopause and she's like, mm. the pills aren't working. That's her plot line. She's old hag going through menopause because <laughs> Michael Patrick King hates her. I don't know. It's just, yeah. I, I mean, Samantha as well in the movies, the first one, she like gets quote unquote fat. She like gets, she, her relationship ends with Smith Jared. Yeah. Like she's, you can really see why Kim was like. No more. Yeah. No more. Yeah. Because and then, well, because in just like that, they were like, "Oh, you're gonna fuck Brady." Yeah. yeah. And and finally, Kim was like, "I'm not gonna let this crazy gay man yeah. control me I anymore." I have had cancer. <laughs> yes. I got fat. I just sit on a table naked with sushi on me. It's um. I, I was reading some reviews um, and there's a, a critic called Lindy West and I feel like she she wrote Shell. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, she gave what I thought was the perfect kind of summation of the film, which was, um, this is a, an entirely inappropriate length for what is essentially a home video of gay men playing with giant Barbie dolls. Yeah. Which what it is, yeah. like, like yeah. To, Michael Patrick King is just creating the most insane situations and he's dressing them in, you know, the priest clothes yeah. and it's psychotic. It's, it's psychotic. insane. Um, but yeah, I would have. I would have really liked to see the the soccer thing tone off yeah. in a better way. Okay. I know you don't agree, but not to disagree with the master MPK. But <laughs> um, but then uh, I guess then we're going to the market, right? Which a huge thing happens at the market. Oh, a huge thing. Well, what is it? She sees Aiden <laughs> across. The, mm-hmm. And it's so like it is literally. Have you seen that TikTok? And it's like movie set in the Middle Eastern. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, building... So, like, the first one, it's, like, got the strings, and then another person comes in, and it's, like... It's literally like that. It is. Cliché thing. She, like, looks across the sand everywhere. Yeah. It's got the uh, fucking... Vaguely, um, like, Middle Eastern music. Vaguely Middle Eastern. Yeah. And then it's, like, Aiden... It's. I thought the direction of this moment was uh, was captivating. You know, <laughs> like just the slow mo and yeah. just seeing him through the crowd, walking across the crowd in slow mo yeah. as the desert sand comes everywhere. Through. It's almost like Dune. Like I'm seeing a face of Dune. <laughs> That's what actually I was thinking about Dune when they were walking through the dunes in their the um, funky outfits. Later. Yeah. later, I was like, uh huh. Where is Paul Atreides? Where is? 
It's giving Bene Gesserit. So I think it's this giving Lady Jessica. It, it really is, isn't it? Yeah. So I think this movie one should have been shot in IMAX. Yeah. Just to get that out of the way. Denevil knew Sex oh, in the City too. Let's talk imagine? about it. Um, but um, Aiden says he's there to buy rugs for, for his, his furniture store. store, which it seems. I mean, it's kind of brushed over in the plot because obviously they're just like, we need Aiden there. Mm-hmm. Why is he there? Yeah. Because of course he has a furniture store, which we see in the in the show. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm like, can't you shop online? Like it's well, it se- 2011. Well, they they had online shopping. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it seems like a huge expense to fly around like the UAE. Well, it must be like I don't know. Not to get too into it, but it's probably like <laughs> you know, like bulk buying and all that fun stuff. You think so? Like definitely. I'm wondering how Aiden's furniture store is sort of doing. Um, well, yeah, because it was home. just like post a recession. Yeah. And that's like, that's very heavily mentioned because they're like, you know, we spent the last two years poor. So let's go do something fun. Who says that? Samantha. That's why they go to Abu Dhabi. She's like, I need to go to somewhere rich. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, you're really digging in, hey? Yeah. But no, I'm just wondering how his story is doing. And we have to mention, of course, that he's coming back, you know, just like that. Did you see that picture? I did see that picture of them walking down the middle of the street. Yeah. Mm. So he's dressing like a gay man, <laughs> Aiden, and the Joker somehow at the yeah. same time. Um, I don't know. I'm like... Carrie, it reaches a certain point where it's like, if you're still in these sort of... Situationships. At at nearly 60, it's like... You are pushing 60. Come on. Come on. Be humble, Carrie. You want Instagram live playing with slime? (laughs) (laughs) I fear that somehow I will end up in this situation. Where I'm still like... Who is your Aiden and who is your Mr. Big? <laughs> Name them. Oh, we won't get into it. <laughs> well, well, no, you were saying that we might end up like Stanford. We're going to end up like Stanford and Anthony, the last year standing. <laughs> have like... Who would be our Liza Minnelli? Ava Max. Shan't be. <laughs> Everyone's like, Ava Max is marrying them? Oh my God. <laughs> this much gay energy. Ava Max manifests. <laughs> I think she's the um, successor to Liza who is that? <sighs> <laughs> who would it be? Who do you think it would be then? I Some know. fucking obscure person. Kelly O'Hara. <laughs> it would be Susan Boyle, I think. Yeah, actually. literally. <laughs> I don't know if she'd be on Susan, board. What would be a single ladies? <laughs> oh well, I dream dream. What would I know? No, but that's like what she's known for singing. So like, what would? Okay, well maybe Susan could sing an Ava Max song. Yeah. What, what do you think she could do a good rendition of? Um, oh, Sweet but Psycho. Yeah, she would be incredible. Oh, I mean, she is sweet but a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and the scream at the start of the song, she could do that live. I don't know if you have familiar, you are familiar. with the, the work of Ava Max. That's genius. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So there, she's seeing Aiden. Um, she, the girls are kind of. Um, Skeptical, yeah, because because Carrie's very much like, oh, this means something, and Charlotte's like, it doesn't, yeah, like, which Charlotte is, well, you know what, I feel like I'm very Carrie in this moment, where if this happened to me, I would, I would be the one which who's like, it's fate, yeah, literally, right? you are a Carrie, yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's let's not beat around the bush here. I mean, it took me a while to admit that because at, at first I thought I was a Charlotte, in that. This is when I was watching the show. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm a Charlotte because I'm very much like... No, I'm not even going to say no, it. No, say it. You have to do it now. I'm like, I want a man. <laughs> <laughs> we know. 
we know. <laughs> Which I am brave enough to admit. Um, so, but then when Charlotte sort of getting, started getting a little crazy, um, I was like, you know, at a certain point I have to respect myself and say, no, I wouldn't go to those lengths. Mm. Like, you know, she converts to Judaism. <laughs> um, she, she becomes a crazy person, truly. Mm-hmm. And that's, it took me a long time. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'm Miranda. Cause I'm. No. <laughs> well, yeah. And then eventually I was like, you know what? I am a Carrie. I'm, I'm like, certainly not a Samantha. <laughs> no, I, I am a Carrie. I'm like annoying. Um, like I think I'm the main character. Mm. Um, I'm stupid. Mm. Um, <laughs> make poor romantic decisions. Yeah. Like at a certain point, you've just got to look in the mirror and say, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a Miranda. Wait a minute. Sorry. We just breezed past the finest bit of acting I've seen in my whole life, which is delivered by Sarah Jessica Parker yeah. on the plane to Abu Dhabi. Um, and, and oh, yeah. This moment is really the it's reason kind of- we're doing this episode because yeah, I saw this. going around, doing the rounds on Twitter, so um, just having this discussion with Charlotte where- um, about just like her and Big maybe like taking two days off a yep. week to like work on their marriage and like live separately, which honestly I'm here for. I need oh, my own sure. personal space. For Get sure. Out. For sure. Um, and, and then Charlotte, she's talking about it with Charlotte. Who who thinks that marriage is sleeping in the same bed together yeah, every night. Traditional values. And mm-hmm. Carrie's got her little cocktail. She's got a Cosmo. And she's just like, you don't you get it. You just don't get it. She, she like does like this, like, facial twitch and like hair movement. She does about um 100 beats in the space of seven seconds Mm -hmm. like she goes from like denial to she goes through the seven stages she actually does of grief she's a grief denial like acceptance yeah like and then she like sips the cocktail and like looks her eyes dying at the end like i would encourage everyone to look it up because i saw that and i said we'll post it on the pod without a doubt oh yeah of course actually i i saw that and i said oscar I said this should be in acting schools. Yeah, this should be in acting schools because she was uh, she was in the mind of Uta Hagen in that moment. She was huh? she had done like Stanislavski work. Oh, she yeah. was I, Stella Adler. <laughs> like she was channeling the great to this moment. I actually think SJP is sort of an underrated actress. I'll yeah. say that. I know she probably won a bunch of Emmys for the show, but mm. I think she's incredible. And 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 you really do see it in the show. Like I think about the scene in the finale when. Um, big comes to her house before she moves to France and she has this big freak out on the street. Do you remember? She's like, yeah. you and I'm nothing. You mm-hmm. cannot do this. Forget you know my name. <laughs> like that scene gives me chills yeah. every time. When she when she's walking down the street, she's like, I don't live here anymore. Oh my God. Mwah. Mwah. And of course, she's bringing her acting chops to the film. She mm. should have won an Oscar for this. I'll say it. She'd have won many Oscars. Many. Um, where were we? I don't the, know. The, the, okay, so Aiden and Carrie, they're having a... Um, I mean, she's having beef with Charlotte. And this is yeah. another moment where I'm like, Oscar for the whole cast. Yeah. Do you remember the scene in the elevator? Yes, when the elevator kept shutting and she's yep. like going off at Charlotte. She's like, you've been saying that everything means something for years and the one time that this happens and the elevator's like shutting and she's like, hold on a minute. Ooh. She like keeps popping through. And what and she say? She's like, you're crazy. You're crazy. You're Abu Dhabi crazy, Charlotte. Abu- you're crazy in Abu Dhabi. And there what she say? She's she makes it to get her marriage. She's like, just because you're worried about your marriage, yeah, you've got to like... Because she's, um, Charlotte's worried that um, Harry's going to have an affair with the nanny because she runs around without a bra on. Yes. Um, Which is another moment where I'm like, like incredible acting for everyone <laughs> because when Charlotte kind of um 
because Carrie leaves and then Charlotte is saying like she needs a nap and then she'll regroup and she has such incredible hurt on yeah. her face. Because they've just come back and they've just come back from the spa so they're like no makeup, they're looking very and Cynthia Nixon is like Yes. Have your nap and we're gonna have a cocktail. And and then they have <laughs> the obvious scene where they sit at the bar and they're mm. just like oh, motherhood is we hard. We hate our kids. Have a drink. Have yeah. a drink. And then they're like, how do the women without nannies do it? Oh. Oh, it's so, like, I don't even know. And they, they like, cheers to, like, the women who have no help. Yeah, it's like, to the women who don't have nannies. Which Here's is a, a wink drink. to the audience. Yeah, literally. It's like, high pause. <laughs> high pause in the audience. And it's so funny because they have, like, so they have this one cocktail and I think they maybe have, like, five little sips of it. Yeah. And then Charlotte's already a little tiddly and she's like, well, maybe we should have something to eat. That's very me, though. <laughs> um, and then Carrie goes on the date with Aiden, kisses Aiden. Yeah. Um, and then... Comes back. Oh, she runs away from Aiden. She runs into the hotel and she's just like, she loves to I run. kissed Aiden. And she's so, she, this is the most quintessential Carrie moment because everyone's doing their, their own, own thing. thing. She gets ever, Samantha's, Samantha's in the bath. bath. Um, they're having drinks. She runs in and she makes everything about her and yeah. her problem, her own actions. She acts like she's shocked by like what she did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. She's fucking annoying. Gathers around everyone. Um, and they have a powwow, sort of. Um, and she's like, should I tell Big, basically? And everyone's like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, even Charlotte is like, well, oh. Charlotte's Apparently Charlotte's pissed, like yeah, drunk. Of she's course. like, I don't know. And then Carrie calls know. Big. And you see, we see Big at work for, I think, the first time ever. Yeah. And it's just a nondescript office, presumably a Wall Street. Yeah. With, um... It's kind of bite sitting like this... High office building. There's like other buildings around. Yeah. Like, yeah. What do you think he does? We well, he works in he works in um, stock stocks. Yeah. So he's yeah. like a broker. Or, right. Yeah. Because there's that other cameo with Penelope, Penelope, Penelope Cruz. Cruz. Yeah. yeah. Where she's also. Um, They're like, I just pray it stays like a, up. Yeah. No, like a broker does like M and A and stuff. I don't know. M and A. Emerges and acquisitions. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, she does that. No, no, you think does. he does yeah. that. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, it, do, it again doesn't seem he's that busy. He's just no. sort of in his office. Yeah. Like sitting around waiting, out, for the call. waiting for Kelly to call. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets off the phone and says, I'm at work. I can't talk now. Mm. Um, and there's a, what a, quite a masterful shot, I would say. Do you know the shot where it's like from outside yeah. the building? Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's kind of boxed in almost yeah. by the <laughs> composition. Um, every frame of painting. This oh, film. literally. <laughs> um, and, and then I guess we lead to um, Samantha going on a date with uh, a man named Ricard Spurt, um, Lawrence of My Labia. Lawrence of My Labia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because um, yeah, they're at like this. So this is before all this happens, but mm. they're at like this desert lunch, yes. having a gorgeous time, and then this man comes up in a four wheel drive and yep. is like, "Tell them I'm going to be late for my dinner." <laughs> and then Samantha starts feeling things in her vagina. Yes, thank God. She's, she's back. like, "Oh, I'm back. I'm going to have sex with." And then they see him again at karaoke. Yes, where they do a wonderful rendition of I Am, um, I am woman. woman, all four of them. Incredible uh, stuff. I would say that. That's uh, cinema excellence. The line delivery of Samantha. So, so the guy comes up to them after they do the karaoke and he's like, do you want to come have a drink? She's yep. like, having a girl's night. Sorry. Yeah, which is and great. Like, yeah, feminism. The ethos uh, of the, the yeah. series. And yeah. then... Um, they're like, oh, good on you, Samantha, in your current state, not going with a man. And she's like, you know, 
We decided years ago, friends, men, babies, whatever, we're soulmates. <laughs> Which is, um, it's because there's, of course, that episode um, where, um, do you remember the four of them just, I'm pretty sure it might be the one where Carrie, it's Carrie's birthday, no one shows up. Mm. And then it's very much like that where it's like we are soulmates. Like it doesn't matter what men and whatever are doing. Yeah. Um, but which it's very moving in the show because mm-hmm. it's one of those, like, I mean, that, that was kind of, I feel like why the show was such a revelation because it, it was about the friendship that these women had and that they're like family. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, and you know, family. it's the, yeah, it's that whole thing of like the men come and go, but it's about the women and it's yeah. about their friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it, it shows up in the movie and it's just hollow. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, it's just a, re- in, it's like, oh. it's a rehash of like yeah. this connection that we have from the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Samantha gets arrested. For having sex on the beach. Yes. With Dick Spurt. Yes. Um, another one of MPK's genius. Yeah. Genius. <laughs> it's almost an Austin Powers-esque. Literally. Right? Literally. Like, <laughs> um, and so they've got a rescue yeah. Samantha um, from jail. Miranda puts on her lawyer pants. Yep. And-, and actually Carrie and Charlotte have a beautiful scene outside the police station. Do, do you remember where yes. Carrie's like, what's so bad about a couch anyway? Yeah. Which is, uh, I think, a great piece of writing and acting yeah. and all of it. It all comes together in it this moment. It all does. And they forgive each other and they have a... Well, not forgive each other, but like they kind of have like a... They reach an understanding. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, and Carrie, yeah, she learns not to be, I guess, so uptight about the couch. Mm. And, you know, they've got to work on the sparkle together. Yeah, exactly. As she would say. Um, anyway, so they go back to the hotel the next morning and basically they're asked <laughs> to for leave. a... They're like, you have to put a credit card down because you're no longer staying. Mm-hmm. Or you're, and then they have to leave in an hour. And they realize that Carrie's lost her passport. She left it at the, the souk. And if they don't get it soon, they are going to have to fly home. Back coach, coach, which, which is the primary bit of tension in the whole yeah. film. Samantha's going through it. She's having a hot flash and she's just like, I don't want the coach. That is the, and it really is. This is the only moment of tension in the film. It's like, yeah. will these women get to fly home first class? You think, oh my God, imagine, them in imagine. Coach. imagine, not possible, not possible. Um, and so they have to go back to the market. Go back to the market. And chaos on suit. Chaos ensues. You know, they get Carrie gets her passport back. It's all wonderful. Then they're trying to leave, and then Charlotte's Charles trying to buy gifts. Uh, try, trying to buy gifts, and then you know Samantha's bag falls open, and yep. condoms fall out everywhere, and she has oh. a really insensitive moment where she's just like, "Condoms! I have sex." This <laughs> is oh, truly the most shocking is part so, of the movie. Like, culturally insensitive it's insane <laughs> i mean this is the part where it's just like mask off yes we hate like yeah it's really <laughs> like it's there's so many discussions and tone deaths <laughs> like there's one bit where they're sitting at the pool and they're mm. like observing this woman in a niqab like they're like how's she gonna eat oh and they're watching her and they're like it's like they don't want them to speak exactly they want them to be and then they make like a comment like later on where it's like oh you know men in america seem to think that they like women but i feel like they just rather us be eating chips under a veil yes. i'm like and that's from miranda as well i'm like it is so shocking. Oh, I think the worst part is, um, <clears throat> well, it's probably not the worst part, but where Samantha, they all get a little butler. 
Oh my god! And Samantha's yeah. butler is named Abdul. Anyway, she, she comes calls Paula Abdul. Well, and, she, and she's like, I think my butler might be gay. <laughs> and he, and they're like, Why do you think that? And she's like, I was like, How do you pronounce her, your name? And he goes, Abdul, like Paula. And then she starts, and then he's like super fruity throughout the film. He does the mask like, with he her. He does the mask, yeah. and he's very like. Like they get like a shopping spree and he's like carrying the bags and he's like slay. He does the gay face. I, it's it's yeah. like one second of acting, but I'm like, he nailed it. I yeah, thought. literally. Yeah. It's um, so. But yeah, the most shocking scene of the film where Samantha's shouting at people and screaming like, yes, I have that. So like, yeah. And then they're forced to hide these. these because these men are like. <laughs> chasing them. Chasing them through the streets then, of Abu Dhabi. And then these women <laughs> in Becca's um, are like, come them with safety. us. <laughs> yeah, yes. they are. <laughs> Asylum in their little. They're from New York, and, and sorry, they they find out the girls from New York, and yeah. of course they worship New York because they this love is, the fashion. This and is then like they... the the mindset of the film is that you know New York is an American values are the yeah. center of the universe. Exactly. Um, and, and then they, they reveal... take off their new carbs and burgers, <laughs> and they reveal that they're in full um, Louis Vuitton yes. outfits from mm-hmm. like the current season, and then. To get away from the men, they're basically they like, have a genius Here, idea. Have albergues <laughs> and you can go out on the street. And then just one last moment for insensitivity. Um, <laughs> they can't get a cab and they need oh. to get to the airport. <laughs> and Carrie, because obviously her and Big Watch, She's it seen- happened one <laughs> night. She's like, I know how to get a taxi cab. She does a full leg reveal, pulls up a little burka skirt and is like, Look at my leg. And then, like, three taxis just, like, stop and they all get in. I just know when MBK wrote this, he was gagged at himself. Yeah, kind of gagged him a little bit. He saw this galaxy brain moment where he was like, wait a minute, I can bring together all of these things in the film. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I know he was proud. Yeah. (laughs) And so they get a taxi. Get a taxi. They get And then immediately cuts to the the plane. Yeah, they're on the plane. There's no struggle. They're just like (laughs) in the taxi and then they're on the plane. And And the best line delivery in the whole film, I think, really comes up. Um, The flight attendant is walking through, handing out little forms. Mm. Like, do you have anything to declare? She gives Carrie the form and says, Do you have anything to declare? Carrie says, Yes, I'm a mess. Incredible. Incredible. Incredible writing. And the patient is just kind of like, walks away. Yeah, right. (laughs) She's just right. Yeah. Uh, They make it back. Carrie, um, she, her punishment... Is that she has to wear this gorgeous diamond ring? Yeah, big die b- b- buys her ring. Yeah, uh, I was like big dies. No, that's the uh. <laughs> um, buys her ring. And you, I was thinking about it. I think, um, you know what? In the scheme of things, I think Carrie. They're not just even. I think Big still owes her because he left her at the altar. Uh, yeah, we have to remember that. Yeah, and all she did was kiss someone else. I think what he did forever. Ten times would, worse. Oh, ten times worse. And we're always. Yeah. I think him dying in and just like that, he really did get what was coming to him. Yeah, I mean, especially, of course, knowing what we know about Chris Noth, oh. now that he's a creep. Um, I can't remember what the allegations were, but I remember he's like, fucked. Foul. Yeah. yeah, foul. Uh, and I always had a bad vibe about yeah. him. Um, yeah, she has to wear this ring. Everything's wrapping up. We get the montage to True Colors. Uh. 
Samantha's found a new. Uh, sorry, no, Miranda's so found a new law firm. Some, oh yeah, Miranda yep. found a new law firm full of women. Um, Charlotte's happy in her marriage. Her kids calm down, and it turns out her nanny's a lesbian, so yeah. she doesn't have to worry about Thank her God. cheating. Then Samantha has sex with the man on the beach so this is, in America while fireworks go off in the background. It's, so this is canonically the last time we see Samantha, and probably will ever. Yeah. So this is her send off. I think it's a great um, final image yeah. of Samantha because it is a beautiful frame of her getting fucked on this car and the fireworks, fireworks in the background. Yeah. Like, it's a, a beautiful. Beautiful. Um, but, yeah, it's sad. It's a goodbye mm. to Samantha. Um, and then what's the last? I think they're at um, Lily's third birthday because she's out of the terrible twos. Right. And it's all Are going they all well. there? What's the yeah, last show? Yeah, I think that's it. They're just like, and she's like, and oh, it goes out to the oh, city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the fifth, yeah, um, the fifth girl, girl. which is yeah. the city, and it's like sparkling. Yeah, <laughs> right. Aren't they watching a movie? Yeah, yeah they're watching, watching a movie, movie on the couch. couch. They're watching and a black and white movie on the couch, and it says the end. Yeah. Um, and then the biggest gag of the whole film. The credit song. <laughs> Can't touch it by Ricky Lee. By Ricky Lee. I remember. I remember so- when the trailer came out and that song was in it. I was like, oh, big day for Ricky Leonidas. I didn't know it was in the trailer. So then when I watched the movie and I heard those drums come in. And I remember I was watching this movie in the bath, um, which is the best place In the bath? The bath. Oh, I thought you said in the bath. <laughs> the bath. I was like. All the boys gathered around watching mm. Sex and the City 2, watching it in the bath. And then I heard those drums at the start of the song and I was like, what is, I know this song, what is it? And then I heard the, Ooh. <laughs> 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 um, So I don't know how Ricky Lee of all people managed to get the credit song to Sex and the City 2. Literally. Right? Good for her. Like, I need to know the backstory of that. Literally. Um, and the movie ends. Movie ends. <laughs> and, you're, and just like that. And just like that, the movie ends. It's uh and you're left with like what was that? And it's kind of the worst movie I've ever seen. I yeah. love it. But I've seen it, I reckon, about five times. Oh, it's so good. More maybe. It's terrible, but it's, it's one of the best things. I found it's a really good plane movie. Like I watch these, mm. or if you're really jet lagged, yeah. just put these just on. Just kind of tune out. Yeah. It's background yeah. noise. I was so tired. I I rewatched it last night, um, in prep, but I've, yeah, I was just so tired and I just sat there and I just let it wash over me. Yeah, it doesn't require any brain yeah, power. literally. So, what's our criteria for the gate? Oh, okay, so. I always forget. I, it's, um. Number one, I think, is quality, right? Quality. Uh, no. <laughs> like, we just have to say no. I mean, the fashion is incredible. Oh, the fashions. I mean, Pat Field, she, she's yeah. always going to give it to you. The master at work. But, mm. but otherwise, it's two and a half hours it's oh, shit. There's no plot. Um, a cultural stereotype. It's offensive. It's, it's just downright bad. Yeah. It's downright bad. Mm-hmm. Does it slay? Does it slay? Oh, I look, I hate to say, but yeah. yeah I mean, Liza Minnelli. <laughs> it's Liza Minnelli. It slays in like this very insidious way. Insidious, ironic, terrible way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's all slay, oh, I guess. this is a very important question. Does it benefit the queer agenda? Is mm. that what it is? Mm. Um, I think it benefits our queer agenda in the sense that we have inspiration for our future when we get married. But apart from <laughs> In that sense, yes. But it, it but in every other sense, I think us, it's no. Sets us back even. Sets us back. Because this, after this, I think they were like, we can't let gay people direct movies anymore. <laughs> like, this is where, where our money's going. It's just I shocking. I need MPK to direct a Marvel movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> Ma- Michael Patrick King's um, 
Endgame. Endgame. It's a. Uh, Carrie. Do they like. Iron Man is here. <laughs> you know about Iron Man. I've met a few Iron Man in my time. Is, um. Have like gay men directed Marvel movies? I don't know. Like. I don't think so. The sexuality of like the Marvel directors. But no, they need to get MPK. Because if anyone's going to do it, you know, he's got the experience with blockbusters. Exactly. And, and he's directed two and... films in his life. I've seen it. Was, <laughs> so I checked a lot of us last night. He's directed Sex and City 1 and Sex and City 2. So. Okay. Well, no. If we're talking about MPK, he really does need to just get back to making the comeback with Lisa Kudrow. Uh, I mean, that's his, his life's work. That's, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, he's capable of true genius. Like genius. I guess if he's got the right people kind of being like, calm down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think pairing with Lisa Kudrow can bring him down a bit. Yeah. She can like be like, snap out of it. Snap out of it. Snap out of it. And uh, what's our fourth criteria? Um, is it, is it a classic? <laughs> Which is kind of a loaded question. Well, it is, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Oh, it is. I hate to say, but it is just uh, just in 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 it being part of this classic franchise. Mm. I think it is a classic. It is a classic. It's um, probably the lowest. Actually, no. I think in just like that is worse. I would disagree. Actually, okay. Actually, uh, I don't know because at least that tries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey? This one, they were like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna like, have fun. We're gonna go on a trip to Abu Dhabi. No editing, nothing. Nah. Like." So ultimately, what do you think? Well, it's a it's a two it's a two for two. It's a dead tie. It is a tie. So I think we're just going with, I guess, personal um, taste. Yeah. Maybe I'll just uh, look. I'm just gonna say it, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Not on my watch. Sorry, MPK and all involved. Sorry, MP. Yeah, uh, but maybe you never know. And just like that, bring back Samantha and we'll see. I need a um a cinema screening of this movie, like the Astro. I need a or... double feature, Sex and City one and two. Yeah. So they, they they're doing like a remake uh, a remaster of Titanic where it's like IMAX C D. So they I would love to remaster see remaster of Sex and the City. In three D IMAX. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four D even. I would love four D. Four D X, yeah. Four D X. Imagine the fluids coming at you in that one. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Dixper, right in your eyes. Uh, Well, anyway, thank you everyone for listening to this huge episode. Yeah, this Um, is a bit of a big one, but you know. Big one, it's a big movie. Big movie. Lots to discuss. Lots to discuss. But no, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to follow us at Gatekeeping Pod. Give us a like and a a rate, subscribe, all that jazz. You know how it is. I was going to say, by the way, if you've seen any pictures of like just interesting gates, feel free to send them in. Yeah, because we're just. Gatekeeping. I mean, it's the place to do it. Yeah, Um, yeah, just do that. Anyway, (laughs) thanks for listening, girls. See you next week. Bye. Bye.